0: What's up, the five people who subscribed and listened to our podcast since last week. This is uh Jamie Kidd presenting Kittlehood alongside his little brother Rory. Hi, I'm Rory. Uh, this is week two, episode two of our inaugural podcast, Kittlehood. Woop woop. How have you been this week, Rory? I've been
1: fine. I've had a good week. Yeah. Very on? creative week so far.
0: Why was it so creative?
1: Um last weekend I filmed a music video for my band. Mm. One of one of one of three of my bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, We went down to a beach north of Arbroath.
0: Hmm. Played,
1: played, fake, played, mimed some rock and roll on a beach.
0: Lovely. Did anyone see you do it?
1: Everyone, yeah. It was a really busy beach. And then we, because all the instruments that we used were cheap and or free, we beat the crap out of all the instruments afterwards and it was really good fun. What do
0: you mean they were cheap and free?
1: The idea of the video was to break all the things against each other oh, right. and, You're yeah that, be yeah. rock and roll I've and not watched it yet watch it. it's not out yet it's out next Friday oh, okay. you can find it on youtube.com slash dead fiction
0: dead fiction one of your three bands one of my
1: three bands Dante dead fiction or made as mannequins cool. which links. are changing their name so it might not be made well, as mannequins stick anymore
0: stick some uh, links in the description here for your bands I will yes plug them away so the yeah. five people that subscribe to our podcast do we know who
1: these five people are
0: yeah I looked, well, we, we launched this on SoundCloud last week and since then, five people have uh, subscribed and followed some, and have listened to it. So complete strangers. I yeah. don't know how. We didn't plug it. We didn't no. advertise it. So,
1: And I just want to say...
0: We have an audience of five.
1: We, we did say in the first episode that this will be up on iTunes and things like that. We are putting everything on SoundCloud, but iTunes has a rule. And I think it's because we basically do this for... Fr- we don't pay to put anything up on anything. So putting it up on SoundCloud is free. And we give iTunes a link to put it on their site. But yeah. apparently that will take one to two weeks.
0: They didn't like our thumbnail originally. Our original thumbnail was uh, of a very poor Photoshop job I did of the Step Brothers yeah. um, uh, front cover with her faces on it. So that's plagiarism. So they didn't like that at all. Nope. So we've got a new one that I'll go up on uh, Apple Podcasts soon hopefully but from now on we'll stick to soundcloud if anyone wants to listen to it i'll try and start plugging it across our twitter handle too um and just to fyi anyone out there one of those five none of those five people are our mother so all do you know
1: time. that for a fact yeah, <laughs> f- all right okay yeah,
0: i think so yeah <laughs> definitely i don't think Mum knows what soundcloud is
1: cool thanks five people we hope it's enjoyable so
0: this is episode <laughs> two shall we get into the news yeah, let's get it. let's do that. First story. I mean, um, to recap from last week, I went on a bit of a uh, a mind blank rant on the Last Jedi. Yes, you did. I really went to town on that. So, um, the first news story of the day kind of follows up on that a little bit. I'll be more coherent this time. I Star said, Wars news. Star Wars news. All right. Do you want some Star Wars news? Not really. I'm uh, kind of bored of Star Wars. Like to really put an end go into the current reign of Star Wars, but just some some really poor Star Wars news to kick us off. Kathleen Kennedy, is who is the president of Lucasfilm, who, to my knowledge, it looked like her head was on the chopping board for a while um, because of the backlash of Solo, because of the negative mm. response from The Last Jedi. I, I talked about her last week. Anyway, um, she has had her um deal with Star Wars production company, Lucasfilm, extended for three more years. So she'd like it to have her job until 2021. Wow. I'll be 31 by then. You'll be 30. And she'll still, well, she'll just... Have hang her hat up by then she's one of the worst things about this company I why think she's, well she's the one she's the dictator she's the one that basically makes the final decisions on whose cast is who who directs what movie who gets fired from that movie as a director and replaced with Rod Howard R.I.P. James R. Gunn James Gunn no, that's Marvel
1: yeah owned by Disney though right yeah but that's I thought Kim, Disney Kemp, fired him Kevin Feige yeah. oh right no Kemp sorry yeah. so
0: the way it works you've got the four pillars I think in Disney in Disney Studios you've got Lucasfilm Marvel, the animated series, the animated stuff, and the live action stuff. then that, that's how that works. Kathleen Kennedy looks yeah. over Lucasfilm. Kevin Feiger looks over Marvel. I don't know who the guys are. look over, over the other Disney stuff. But then Bob Agar, who is the CEO of Disney, looks over those guys. So um, it looked like Bob Agar made the, the final decision on James Gunn going. But Bob Agar is also the guy that wants to keep Kathleen Kennedy around for th- four more years, three more years. Oh, that's so bad.
1: I mean, we'll see. I actually watched Solo for the first time last weekend after doing the music video. Mm. It's it's a movie. Mm. They they give they give him an origin for his name, which I didn't have. No a, one needs I to didn't see... have a question for that. No one like, needs
0: to see nineteen-year-old Han. I I mean, I I thought to watch it was. It. There were good parts in it. Okay, the him and Chewie parts were really good. Han Solo's arc, his original arc in A New Hope, that's all we need to know about Han Solo. Apparently, he's yeah. given the same arc in this film. Therefore, what's the point in having his arc in the next film? You, no, yeah, yeah, I see? don't.
1: No, I don't think it's a similar arc. He's just, he's just naive, I, and then he be, and then he gets a little bit street smart. I will not watch it. Yeah, you wouldn't. You're not missing
0: out. I'm not going to
1: watch. it. The only thing that I think was quite cool, but even the way that they did it wasn't great. But the fact that it's in it is quite cool. Is the uh, Darth Maul is in this movie? Yeah, he I know. He shows that. up. In a hologram message.
0: Yeah, they were plugging some other, um, some other movie or TV show or comic book that's going Yeah, th- Darth movie. Maul
1: is still alive, I think, in the Clone Wars yeah. animation. Right. Well, we um, should have Darth Maul, but, yeah. Darth
0: Maul in the first place. Like he should have been a recurring character in the pre-poles. Yeah, he should have stayed. He was the best thing about Episode One. Um, that and, Hugh McGregor was frigging great. But, anyway, enough Star Wars news. Kathleen Kennedy, we had her for for three more years. She's no Kevin Feige. I was really hoping we'd see the last of her, but she's going to stick around. New story two. Did you see the Dark Phoenix trailer this year? That's I been... did. What did you think of that? Uh, so this is the fourth movie in the X-Men franchise that's been rebooted. The McAvoy Fast franchise with Sansa Stark as Jean Grey. Yes. What did you think of the trailer? What's her face? Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner.
1: I thought it looked good. Hmm. Uh, I've not been a massive fan of the X-Men movies in the past. But the the first class stuff has been, in my opinion, better than the original stuff with Wolverine and whatever.
0: Do you know the 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 original origin story for the Dark Phoenix, the Phoenix and the Dark Phoenix? No. So there's she's a, like an alien or something. Yeah, right? there's a YouTuber I, I watched called Comic Book Girl Nineteen, uh, and she's a giant X Men fan, and kind of funny. Had her on a couple of times as well. Um, she's got an episode or a series, I think. I can't remember. She goes into like, um the the or origins of the x-men. And she does one series on the dark the dark phoenix trilogy and it's super cosmic. I'm talking like Marvel cosmic. It's all about space. It's all about interacting with this cosmic uh, being who is the phoenix force that gives Jean her powers. And if you look back at X3, they completely discredit that origin story. They make up a their own one and give Jean that story. Now this one apparently has like ties to it and doesn't have ties to it. Apparently, he is much more cosmic, and will have some sort of reference to the original origin, which is a good thing. But I thought this movie was never going to get made. I thought they shelved it during the Fox-Disney merger. and Yeah, I was under the impression that they had binned it. Well, Disney own it now, or, or yeah. at least are in the process of about to own it. So I thought it was going to get shelved so they could introduce the X-Men to the MCU somehow. Mm. I'm surprised we got the trailer, to be honest. And I quite liked it. Yeah. Well... Without, but, Sophie Turner is a much better actress than the last one that did Jean Grey, in yeah, my opinion. I thought Sophie Turner was actually quite flat in the last one, but I think that was more of a representation of how shit Apocalypse was. Yeah. Wasn't a good Oh, fan. no.
1: no I, what, what I mean is, in this trailer, I think she looks a lot better.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Um, I think uh, we get traditional X Men, they got their 90s suits on.
1: Yeah, that looks sweet. The mm. dark blue or black with the yellow X.
0: McAvoy's finally bald.
1: Yeah, He's, that's good. That's, that's the good. thing.
0: Yeah, no, it <laughs> actually looks way better. and they've got, Beast um, looks more like Gene, not Gene Hackman. Frasier. Frasier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm looking forward, pff, am I looking forward to it? I'll watch this. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll Just I'll because I it. thought it was never going to come, but it's been pushed back to summer next year. So summer 2019. When was it meant to be out? This well, year? I think February next year. Oh, it's right, supposed okay. to come out in February. So yeah, it's been pushed back to summer, which is fine. I mean, it's not. I'm not on the edge of my an seat. It's an X Men movie. It's an X Men movie. Oh, yeah. And right now, their, their continuity is pretty screwed up. So I'm not. And their movies haven't been great. Not Apocalypse a bit Apocalypse was horrible. I could see this being the the last film they make in this franchise before they integrate it into Disney. Hopefully. They've made it. So I think they're releasing it as a formality. New story number three. Um, the Joaquin Phoenix's Joker movies began shooting. Yeah. So a couple of those images dropped last week. But apparently, there's been leaked footage. Now, I watched the leaked footage, it doesn't look leaked. It looks like it's intentionally there to... Yeah, promote, to you can't get that video. close
1: to a scene with an iPhone.
0: Are you talking about the scene where he comes is out? There's a scene where he comes out, out of a train in the subway in New York. He walks away and has a cigarette though. and a clown goes and talks to him. Yeah. Yeah. And he kind of laughs and kind of strides along like the underground.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Looks cool. Oh, no. So I've seen that one, but there's another one as oh, well.
0: Yeah. I've not seen the second one.
1: So there's one where he walks out of either a train station or I think it's just a shop. And he's, he looks pretty pissed off, and he's pretty angry. He walks halfway down this road, and then someone calls at him, and it's a really tall, fat guy who's dressed as a clown. Yeah. And then they have a conversation, and he's smoking
0: a cigarette. Cool. I'm going to look at it. Uh, this movie, I had absolutely no interest in this movie until I saw the images coming out of it. He looks creepy. It looks creepy. he's Heath Ledger-esque. It's, it's, I mean, I read an article on IGN this morning, and it was about... Um, well, Martin Scorsese is uh, one of the main producers on it and how this is looking like it's taking beats from a lot of Scorsese films, particularly Taxi Driver. And that's a really dark film. Okay. Um, And apparently they're, they're making references to certain characters playing certain parts from Taxi Driver. That kind of gives credit to the Joker being a bit of an anti-hero and not so much of a villain. And I don't necessarily want to know or need to know about his backstory. That's what made Heath Ledger's Joker so good. But you can tell they're definitely taking tropes from... The Nolan verse, the costume, the makeup, which is more clown-like than previously. Like, have you seen the stuff, in the makeup on his eyes?
1: Yeah. It's, I don't think there's been a Joker that looks like that before.
0: It's a stark contrast to the Jared Leto Especially, one. even in the comics and stuff. What did you think of Jared Leto's go? I hated the look of it. I absolutely despised it. It was awful, man. I thought
1: he had potential because Jared Leto is a very good actor.
0: He went creepy in it. He went crazy though. He yeah. really fell under the role. and like was sending used condoms to people uh, on Yeah, that's sets. weird.
1: But I, he is a really good actor and I feel like he he should have done a really good job if they'd allowed him more screen time. Mm. I like the idea of it potentially being a Tim Drake Joker or uh, whoever becomes the Joker. Yeah. Which, whichever Robin becomes the Joker. And they threaded. I that, thought that would be that would have been really they cool. Threaded yeah. that
0: idea in, in there, and apparently they shot so much footage of him and Harley that they could have made a, a movie themselves of Suicide Squad, yeah. and that was derailed. So, I mean, that movie was a car crash. <clears throat> and I think Jarlito was stunned by that, and I didn't like his, his interpretation of David Iyer's interpretation of the Joker anyway. The tattoos, the grill, and the teeth. Yeah, but that's that's, I mean, it looked crap. I understand
1: that the the rumor of him maybe being Jason it's Jason Todd, that's who I'm thinking of. Yeah,
0: I, I would have preferred that. The instead Joker, of up the Joker. original
1: Joker, did that to him. Sure. So that's why he's got a
0: tattoo of a dead Robin on his on his back. Yeah, seconds. he's
1: got ha ha ha. Why would you do that to yourself? Silly. Unless you did it to a Robin and slowly turned him. This
0: mental. new one, though, Joaqu- I mean, Walking Phoenix isn't a spring chicken, and he's he's seen no. some years. So they're kind of introducing him. Older uh, it looks like it's based in the 80s. So he's, he's relatively old. He's older than Heath Ledger anyway when Heath Ledger was the Joker. But it looks creepy. He looks like a good Joker. I never thought he wouldn't be. But they're clearly taking cues from Heath Ledger's Joker more than Nicholson's or Jared Leto's. So I think they're learning their lesson there. I'll, I'll watch this. I'm interested. Batman's my favorite superhero. Yeah, and there's there's reference to Batman
1: in the images that have been leaked. Let me what just references? try and Are find you, you assuming
0: there should be a Batman in this film?
1: It's either bat. I can't remember which one. It's a sign in the background that says something like oh, down, "down, down with, with Wayne" or something.
0: Oh, I have read this. But that could be a reference to Thomas Wayne or the Wayne, or the Wayne Foundation. This,
1: this is very. True. This
0: is also true. Yeah. If it's an origin story for the Joker. Batman shouldn't be around right now, but he looks pretty old, and it looks like he's in charge of some organized crime. Anyway, second new story. Uh, third news story. No, won't we'll be on fourth news story. Yeah, fourth. We're flying through this. Yeah. Okay, uh, did you see Netflix's wildly popular Making a Murder documentary series is coming back for a second series? I did see this. I'm excited, I love the first season. I'm
1: excited, but I'm also skeptical because the first season ended with like a, we're so glad you watched this, we don't,
0: we don't know. <laughs> yeah, but Stephen Avery went back to jail. Yeah. It kind of left it on a cliffhanger. But
1: apparently they left out quite a lot of evidence in the show. Did his, to did his... make everyone feel like he should be innocent.
0: Sure. Yeah, apparently that's true. But I love the lawyers, man. They were, they were, they helped drive the narrative. Uh, I really, and they clearly believed him as well. Mm-hmm. And he seems to believe it. Is his nephew still in jail? No, or Brandon. I think that was disputed. Was it? Is he yeah. out? Yeah, because he got fucked. Because that over. was horrific. That he, whole yeah. scene
1: was just how can you put that boy in jail He's by
0: just, basically giving him the answer? Just really wanted to watch WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Felt sorry for him, but no, I'm keen for this. This comes out. This is getting released, um, October nineteenth. So later on this month, I'm excited. Good. I'm gonna binge the. Hell I'm excited
1: out. about it more, more so because I just finished American Vandal season two. Oh, I watched that as well, <laughs> and it's
0: just a piss take of it. So I was, I was brutally hungover last Sunday, and so good. Hannah was lying next to me asleep and refused to wake up. So I put it on easily. Binged. Oh, well, she's the kind of person. My girlfriend's the kind of person that wouldn't wouldn't accept that humor like she's yeah. just like what the hell are you watching it's poop so humor. stupid um and she did she woke up halfway through like i think see episode two or episode three She was like what are you watching it's all about poop i'm like yeah no it's it's, it's obviously t- it's it's a mockumentary it's not real and she just refused to watch it and turned over but i loved it yeah and I had a great message at the end of the day as well but yeah about not being yourself on social media and well getting yeah, catfish having a little bit more responsibility yeah. over what you do in social media um not everyone is having a great life on social media
1: they just oh not everyone is having a great life in general Well, you can live two lives you just lives. put the good parts exactly on you, social media no
0: one knows what you're going through and you put the best parts of yourself on social media and that's not the best representation of who you are yeah. I love the guys that run it and i love the production value of it and about how everyone now is a aware it's Netflix. everyone knows that yeah because it was funded by netflix But, they, <laughs> so but like, they, go, up? <laughs> they go so meta in the first episode where the the two producer the two producers explain that the first season was actually put up on a, 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 a indie streaming service
1: yeah they did it as a class project and, and, and then put, netflix made it better but with, they
0: put it side by side views of this is what we got yeah. this is how we shot it and then when the netflix budget came in this is all the drone shots yeah, we put in yeah, there and the color correction and everything yeah great. very funny I also love in the credits of the actual show, you have no idea who made it, but it credits just the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they've got a great relationship as well.
1: Yeah, they're good, yeah, Peter, good actors. Name, Peter someone? Yeah, Peter's the kid with glasses. Yeah. And I don't know where his mate, but his mate's really funny. He's in a lot of movies. I really enjoyed it. I,
0: I, I steamrolled through it as well last Sunday. Good good fun. As good as season one? Different to season one. Different, yeah. Um, I think they took it in the right way.
1: Characters were really good in yeah, season two. Yeah, they, they built on it. There's they built on them. it the
0: right way they should have. Season one was great. It came out of nowhere. Yeah. And I, I love the little montage at the beginning where they were going through like all the fan mail they got to try and get them to come to their schools. Like all these other dicks started popping yeah, in their schools, And even a vagina dicks. popped up as well. Yeah, a vagina on a football field. Really funny. Um. So yeah, I know I was looking for a new show to binge and I'll be binging, making a murderer come October 19th. I'm trying to make my way through uh, Maniac right now. Yeah. With, uh, I'll, I'll
1: try to set that. It seems really serious. Emma, yeah. I thought Emma it was going to be Jonah funny.
0: Hill. No, it's good. Credit Where credit's due, needs to go to Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. They, part of it is part of the concept is they all play different characters depending on what dream and what droid they've been taking. So they kind of have to change their perception of their character almost per episode. And it must be confusing. And they're doing a really good job. Also, Jonah Hill... Is thin as shit. Yeah, this. he lost a lot of weight for this. Where did that Or come just from?
1: in general. I don't know if it was specifically for this.
0: I watched Superbad a wee while back, and He's it's a... one of my favorite all-time films. Yeah. And. He's a wee podger. Night and day. Yeah. Night and day. Good Jawline. Yeah, I mean, he must <laughs> be just on a juice diet. Hollywood. Who knows? Uh, my, the last news story I've got written down here, it's a Toy Story 4 story. Really? right this morning. Tim Allen, who plays the voice of Buzz, um, he, early, he said in an interview this week, that there was an emotional toll on him whilst recording his lines for toy story 2 in particular the end um i've toy got story 2 t- sorry toy story 4. Oh, okay. um i've got the quote here it says um it is so emotional it's so funny it's so big the idea of what they've come up with alan said i'm startled uh, toy story 3 was i thought amazing this i could even get through the last scene so uh, he was liking it to oh, no. Infinity War, as in, like, they're bringing in lots of different plot holes and, and uh, narratives from different areas and bring it into Toy Story 3. And apparently, four. it's brutal. Brutal. Oh. I mean,
1: I didn't cry at the last one, but oh, I Story got 3. really upset. Toy Story
0: <laughs> 3 pulled on my heartstrings. Yeah. And um, we've been around, so 1995, the first one came out. We saw it in the cinema. I was five years old. Yes. You were four. It's still happening. I didn't think they need Toy Story 4. Maybe we do now, though. <laughs> I was happy with the way they, they finished Toy Story 3. It was a good arc. Yeah. And Obviously, I kind of, Andy's not going to be in this Well, one you though. and I have kind of been the same age as Andy as we're growing up, so it kind of felt like a bit of a swan song when he handed the toys we over went, at the end of Toy, Toy Story to uni. 3. It made sense to me. Um. So, yeah, this has actually picked my interest a little bit because I didn't think we needed Toy Story 4. But I trust Pixar. Yeah, Pixar. They've it right not now. really done a bad Cocoa one. Coco was br- brilliant. Yeah, Coco was so good. Agreed. Any more thoughts on Toy Story?
1: Looking forward to it. I I agree. I agree with you thinking that there shouldn't have been a fourth. But the fact that I've heard what Tim Hallen thinks about it, and now I'm kind of intrigued, and I want to go see it. It's going to be an emotional roller coaster. And it will
0: be. If I ever have kids, I won't subject them to it until they're older. Because God, that's a, an emotional roller coaster.
1: Well. I don't know. Subject it to
0: them at our age and then give them the other ones as they grow. How can they get Toy <laughs> Story right and they can make so many mistakes with some of them, like Cars 2? And what was it? Did, did you ever see The Good Dinosaur? Too. I liked that. <sighs> no. Visually, that's the best thing Pixar's ever done.
1: Mm. That was incredible.
0: What the hiccups have they had? I didn't like planes? Inside Out that much. Planes didn't do anything. Ah, uh, Planes, yeah. Inside Out was... I I liked the concept. Good idea. Good movie, good jokes. I <sighs> just. I... I, I... Yeah, didn't re- didn't do it much for me. Fair it wasn't wasn't as relatable as Toy Story was. There's the there's
1: obviously the big guns. Toy Story, Incredibles, Finding Cre- Nemo. Oh,
0: I've not seen Incredibles two yet. So good, really, really good. Finding Nemo's a classic as well. Dory, uh, yeah, it's okay. Ah, I've heard bad things. I shan't be watching it. You shan't shan't, shan't. you? Oh, well. So they are my news stories. You got anything to add to those? No, I can't think of news. Right, that's fine. So thank yeah, thank God I prepared for the news. <laughs> <Yeah>. then. So <laughs> you said you wanted to go with my topic.
1: Oh, actually, re- coming back to news, Red Dead News. We'll go gaming news. Red Dead Redemption Two. Mm. People have played it now, mm. and from what they've said, it sounds incredible. Did, you play, the,
0: did you play the first one? Yes.
1: Oh. Yeah, John Morsden. I didn't. Did you not? No. Oh man, I mean, apparently, with the story, you, you, you're in the gang that john marsden was in prior to the game it's a prequel isn't it yeah so yes. the red dead one is john marsden having left this gang but red dead 2 is you're a different guy within the gang so john marsden is there at one point
0: it's also rockstar so i'm assuming off it's the back of so good um gta 5 they're gonna have to have some which is still of... selling five years later well yeah exactly <laughs> it's one of the best is the best selling game of all time is that what it is no idea but they must have to inter incorporate some kind of online community like GTA 5's had into Red Dead.
1: They are. So there's they're they're releasing online there's gonna be thirty two people in one lobby at one time. Hmm. Whereas GTA I think is only twenty four.
0: GTA Five was a master class in how to do a game properly. And an online game properly. Uh the, to follow that up with Red Dead, they'll have to do something amazing if it's gonna be GTA on But horses. it's
1: It's it's made by a different part of rockstar so rockstar i think north do gta5 they're the guys in edinburgh yeah and we're in edinburgh right now the home of rockstar uh whereas red dead is primarily uh rockstar san San diego Diego, san francisco whatever so that yeah so red dead same same production company, but a different group of people have made this game, so it's not gonna it's from what so Jared Petty has said this uh on his podcast Red Dead Radio mm. that you can tell it's a rock star game, but it's not a fast paced game. The idea is because you're on horseback or on foot, you're meant to take your time with this game. It's meant to be an adventure it's not meant to be it's not meant to feel linear. So a lot of games like Spider-Man or like God of War yeah. felt very funneled. Yeah, you know, I get that. You got the option to go and do some side uh-huh. quests.
0: Uh, I don't have a but problem in with this, that.
1: in this, they're, they're basically trying to tell you this is what it might have been like to be in this guy's life.
0: So, it has so kept... he's
1: not going to say to himself, uh-huh. I'm going to go do this side quest. He's just going to walk around and something will happen. And so that's a side quest. So it's
0: more RPG focused, like Skyrim. It gives you it gives you the freedom to do and choose what you want to do whenever you want to do it.
1: Yeah, but from what I'm gathering, for, obviously this is just speculation, but what from what I'm gathering from what people have said, there's not much on the map to say this is a side quest, this is the main quest. Literally things that you do will progress.
0: And it will have just one protagonist, and you're playing yes. one guy, because in GTA yeah. V you could bounce from between three of them. Trevor, yeah. what were the other guys, Trevor? Trevor, Michael? Michael, yeah, and... and... Franklin. Franklin. Thank God, that's Trevor's the only one I can remember because he was in Westworld as well. That guy.
1: Yeah, he's also in uh The Walking Dead. It's kind of funny best friend as well. Is he?
0: Yeah, he's been. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, another cool thing about Red Dead is uh accessories. So accessories and individuality. So if you wanted your cowboy to look a specific way or like you or whatever. You have to, obviously you don't have to wait in real time, mm. but say you want a new haircut or you want, you want a, a goatee or a handlebar mustache.
0: Of course. You I'm have to, 100% want a handlebar mustache. Yeah. you have to and grow,
1: you have to grow out your beard and then go to a barber and say, I want this. Otherwise so they're trying get...
0: to emulate real life. Yeah. <laughs> Christ. Plus
1: that. just as an added one, as we end the news, your horse poops naturally. And its balls grow and shrink depending on the weather. <laughs> Christ.
0: How much time are they expecting someone's going to play that? I mean, I I'm know, that, I, know I know, people invest so, so much, much hours in a GTA and I can get that, but I'm still playing God of War and I haven't played that since we last spoke during this podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, seriously. I just I don't have the time. In the, I'm like an adult. In the evenings, I'm either going to the gym, making dinner, seeing my girlfriend, or sleeping. That's where, you, that's where you've gone it wrong. I'm night, single. Last night... <laughs> So what we'll do we uh, spin-off. or catch you up on what we were doing last night. A sideline to the news. Um, I was up for dinner last night with my girlfriend in Glasgow uh, to the Vietnamese place that usually gets amazing reviews. And it was bloody awful. It cost me 50 quid. And I, asked, I ordered some ramen noodles in a, in a pho capacity. And it looked like they'd bought them from Tesco across the street. What a waste of money. Could have been at home playing God of War. Jamie's rant for the day
1: everybody <laughs> Idiotic. he's been ranting about this today already
0: oh we have a a new segment where we talk about stories about dad yes i have not hot to him in a week so i have no idea what he's been up to uh
1: as far as i know he is in spain now oh and he's pretty good i've not spoken to, You've him, not either. Spoken to him either i i phoned him to say that i was coming home on thursday and i've had obviously forgotten that they were in spain
0: do you think he so. knows this podcast exists yeah. I don't think so. No. I think Mum knows. I think he's got selective memory. Mum knows. And selective hearing. Steph knows. So if you're talking about cars, he'll pick up the Rider Cup's this weekend, so he'll be watching mm. the Ryder Cup. Probably. I've not
1: been keeping track with that at all. Oh, uh,
0: Europe are humping the US, I think, but they're also... I don't Michael know they, Roy 1 or don't something? don't think they're humping there? the US. I think the US are just losing it for themselves. Are oh, no, they? playing, very, playing very well. Yeah, on the back of Tiger, doing really well last weekend. Good on come him. Come back. So happy Go about Tiger. Yeah, Tiger. he's back. Right, are we done with the news? News is done. Okay, my topic. That was the news. That was the news. My topic. I picked it for you this week because I wanted right. to kind of engage in more of a, a less of a one-sided conversation, uh, one-sided topic, and have more of a kind of collective conversation. My topic this week is YouTube. Oh. On a very general level, like YouTube on the whole, what what do you use YouTube for? Why do you go to YouTube now? And do you see yourself using YouTube more and more in the future? Because I know you engage with it much more than the average person does who goes on to look at pictures of like, I think... of like cute dogs. <laughs> but, um, I mean, you take YouTube seriously. You've got a production element of, of yeah, your life. I, you put a lot up on there.
1: I started using YouTube because of uh,
0: drumming. Plug your handle. What's your YouTube?
1: Plug, can... plug my handle. My, my YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Rorykid. That's R-U-A-R-I-D-H-K-I-D-D. That's a mouthful. Yes, it is. Thanks, Dad, for that name. you <laughs> uh, But yeah, I, so I use YouTube a lot for tutorials in terms of originally drumming. So rudiments, beats, what sounds cool but is also quite simple to play.
0: So people can go and see those videos that you shot when you had your man button.
1: Uh, Yes. So, as opposed to, I used to have a man bun, and then I got a haircut. You the stupid. But yeah, so I uh, used YouTube initially for help, and then being in my bands and going on tour quite a lot, I thought this would be quite fun to document, so I did the whole, I went down the whole vlog rabbit hole and kind of burnt myself out about that. I did,
0: in parentheses,
1: two seasons.
0: Yeah, I think with vlogging, people feel pressured to be in a creative atmosphere and creative sphere all the time yeah and you can burn out of that like yeah. it's very important like from a creative pers- capacity i like to think both of us are relatively creative it's hard to, to have that demand be put on you almost every day yeah and i think that's what vloggers feel
1: and i i feel vlogging is great and i understand the idea of it but unless you have a following initially hmm. i don't think you should start vlogging your life unless unless you really enjoy doing it but in my from my experience trying to vlog gigs and tours and things i was talking to a camera with not many subscribers so i was like i didn't really understand the reason to do it other than oh, i can look back on this later in time and think wow what a great tour or that was a really funny day so i i've i've changed from vlogging and i now use my youtube channel for travel videos and uh
0: putting up examples
1: of my work because I do a lot more photography and video yeah. stuff. Now. So so
0: you use YouTube primarily as a, a platform to express your promote. creativity. Yeah, promote
1: myself and my brand for uh video clients and photography
0: clients. So do you use it at all for um media? Do you do you watch uh, do, are the the yeah. videos you watch what uh, so, what do you watch on YouTube? Cuz I've started using it more and more. Yeah. Just in, YouTube's been around for a long time now, considering how long the internet's been around, and has kind of morphed itself into its own. Um, it's a search engine now. It's, I it, use it's, it more than Google. Sec- people, th- I read a so I wrote a marketing strategy at work the other day and had to do a little bit of kind of research into it. It's the second uh, most used platform as a search engine after Google. Yeah. Um. It is also kind of like its own. Um, netflix style like channel people now use it as a i'll boot up youtube instead of booting up the tv yeah it's like your own channel for um, and you can pick and choose whatever you want to watch depending on what you want but you need to kind of put yourself out there to find what you like and there's probably a collection of maybe five or six uh channels that i go to for almost kind of daily if not weekly to get a little kind of hit on and um, what i want to watch for example there's I watch a lot of movies. I mean, that's what this podcast is kind of. You watch movies uh, on YouTube? No, I have watched movies on YouTube because you can rent them. But um, there's a lot of channels that pick apart movies, uh, like evaluate movies, kind of do online essays and kind of stuff that I really get into. There's there's a a channel called Wisecrack, which is brilliant. They do um, videos on the philosophy of whatever it is your film is. They do a whole series in South Park that's recurring and Rick and Morty that's recurring. (laughs) But they are clever guys. A really clever guys so that they go into like proper philosophical themes and attributes and pick them apart. They've got a podcast now as well called Show Me the Meaning, which um, i started plugging into as well. I actually went and emailed them and said, "Listen, do you guys ever need like staff writers or freelance writers?" That's cool. I'd happily, where contribute. are they based? Uh, LA. I actually cool. got an email back from um, one of their their um, PR people and like, "Yeah, we're always looking for for uh, folks, so I had to like fill it up at pack." And said that was literally two days ago. That's very cool. So that's cool. Good luck with that. But like. Outside of that, there are, like, the odd ones I go for as well. I found kind of funny through YouTube. I mean, I used to watch Greg Mellon, his co, on IGM when they were still on IGM back in the day and kind of followed their rise through YouTube and Patreon. And that's always been, like, really inspirational to where we, I think we are now, what a lot of this the, the bones of this podcast has come from. Um, yeah, it's very, very kind of funny inspired. They're great guys. They've got great personalities and they've got a good um, community that they've built but as well as that, like you, you got me onto Casey Neistat. Now I understand what it puts. So that someone puts into making a, a video, almost like a daily vlog, the strict detail he puts up there. Yeah. And it's almost like if I want to just get lost for eight to 10 minutes and want to be motivated to do something better today, I'll go and watch his most recent video he's posted and fuck, it really gets you motivated. Like he's a, he's a motivational guy hmm. and to think that everything that he puts up there in one video that might last 10 minutes. He's done all himself. Well, this is the
1: thing. If you're watching his most recent ones, they're not all done by himself anymore. Bullshit. So, what? Yeah. His first and second season of the vlogs was all him. And he stopped again and he hired a guy called Dan Mace, who's a South African uh, filmmaker. Yeah, I've been following his story. And Dan, they, they started a, v- third vlog series called 368 and the show was called 368 which is the company that he's made Mm. and dan and casey would edit and film these vlogs together okay uh because of because they were both trying to start this company or whatever i know i don't know if
0: they're i don't know if he's still doing it to help him from what i can see because i watched one of his his most recently this morning and hannah watched it with me and I think she's kind of understands like what he's all about now as well. He gets over like a million, he gets between a million and two million views per video. Like the guy is very, very impressive. Yeah. But Dan makes it looks like he's back in South Africa.
1: Yeah. He's back in South Africa for a bit. He's, he said he's coming back. He's
0: in South Africa making a film or something. So a couple of other videos I like, I watch like week on week. If I've got like, say I get an hour for lunch at work and I want to zone out for an hour if I'm not working over lunch. I'll watch videos from this girl called Lindsay Ellis. She also does like really intricate, detailed movie analysis, usually. Cool. And she's got this really good personality. Um, She's super cool. I also watch a lot of Mr. Sunday Movie stuff when he puts them up there. Mr. Sunday Movies. He's, he's a favorite of yours, I think. I love him. You ever watch bloody accent. Ever watched, so I do. ever watched a no-clip documentary? No. So Danny O'Dwyer from Kind of Funny, who kind of spanned off to do his own thing. He worked for Games Cop did GameStop and has flirted with kind of funny a couple of times. Okay. Then they actually employed him last year um, but he had to quit the leave because he had to relocate to the east coast of the states. He has his own YouTube channel called Noclip and they do nothing but exclusive free documentaries on video games. Cool. So I watched the one they did on Bethesda who's the studio that do Skyrim and Fallout. Oh right, nice one. He's also got a couple others. Um, What's the
1: Fallout that's coming out recently?
0: Fallout 78 or something. Yeah. He's done one on Doom. Cool. He's done one on Final Fantasy, and he's done one on Rocket League. These are really good, high-quality documentaries, and he's a good personality. Super Northern Irish, or Irish. Oh, really? Northern Irish. I think he's Northern Irish. Pretty easy to tell. I think he's from Belfast. Um, (laughs) No, no, he's Southern Irish. You have many Irish friends. No, I think he's he's Southern Irish. He hasn't got that nasally Irish accent. Yeah. Who um, oh, are you? But he's obviously You're in right. the states. His channel is really good. If you ever want to watch something like that, um, and the proper long documentaries, like an hour-long documentary on, um, I watched his Horizon Zero. Did you ever play Horizon Zero Dawn?
1: No, I was late to the PlayStation game. Oh, it's such a
0: good game. I only got my PlayStation last Christmas. That's thanks a great. Mum and game. dad. Well, because no. it was for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mum and dad <laughs> bought me a secondhand PlayStation last year because mine got nicked and my flat got broken into unbeknownst to them a colleague at work had just given me his spare playstation 4 without even asking for any money So of that it. christmas morning i was like oh my god thanks roy do you want a playstation You took that off my hands pretty quickly
1: i really did i'm glad i did because i love spider-man
0: yeah he's done so this guy no clip um daniel dwyer's done uh, a documentary on horizon and it's really good and that was the studio that make horizon they'd done nothing but first-person shares before that and then ventured into this whole other third person. Apparently it's really game. good.
1: Like it's one of the games it's of, really good. Was it good. one of the games? It wasn't Game of the Year last year, but it was up. It won us some awards and stuff. I'd honest
0: honest to God, I'd watch this. Another the channel I watch, um What was his name again? We'll write this down. Danny O'Dwyer. 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 But the the channel's called No Clip. It's got over three hundred thousand subscribers. It's a cool channel. And I think they've got a Patreon page as well. And they do nothing but that's how they make their money through so Patreon um right another one i watched that i've only just recently discovered have you ever heard of defunct land no he's got this guy there's really cool videos so clearly he's had some sort of obsession with um uh theme parks and the whole thing not everybody who he does is like a investigation historical documentation on what has happened to some failed theme park like either ride or theme park and on the whole like I'll read his description. "Hello and welcome to Defunct Land. Defunct Land is a YouTube series discussing the history of extinct theme park and theme park entertainment experiences. We also have a podcast blah 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 blah." It sounds quite creepy almost. It's it's it, oh the level of detail he goes into is amazing. Like Disneyland stuff and there's so much Disney stuff in here. I actually sent Steph our sister one of these videos cuz Steph loves Disneyland. We all um, love Disney. It's totally it's totally crazy. Um I'll try and find one of the ones I watched recently. The failure of Euro Disney, like it goes into the history what, of how in Paris. You, yeah, how Euro, Apparently, when it started, Euro Disney was a complete car crash. Mm-hmm. Complete car crash, and um, also, and that also goes. into... In my the,
1: experience, I would also say that it is probably still a car crash because well, it's,
0: like, it's like. I don't. You and I have been to Disney Disney World. You can do it in a day. few times as kids, and we went a year and a half ago actually for. Cesaro Walt birthday. Disney World, uh, and Disney World. So I don't want to be biased because I haven't really got anything to pitch it to other than uh, Universal but I thought Disney World was brilliant every S- time we've been. Steph,
1: Steph has been to three of the four Disneyland worlds that there are in the world. There's one in Tokyo. She's not been to that one. There's She's one p- in
0: Hong Kong or no? I think there's another one in the Is in, There's two in, in Asia. Asia.
1: Alright okay. So she, Steph's been to both American and Euro and she says Florida hands down is above everything else.
0: The detail in Florida is brilliant yeah. and every time we've gone i mean we've gone with our parents and it's not been a, a huge task for us it's it's great and like yeah. they, they keep up with the times they've got a fucking starbucks in every street corner
1: so good what an, what an addition and i've never Loved seen wh-
0: <laughs> i've never seen wi-fi as fast as they got in disneyland yeah um but this guy so this guy's youtube channel defunct land goes into a lot of like the history of what went wrong with certain like investments people have made in theme parks or rides and this one on euro disney went into the, the history of also space mountain and how the ride mm. space mountain came to be and when euro disney was getting uh built and the planning stages were everywhere their their world of tomorrow you know how like uh, the magic kingdom when we were there last time kind yeah. of split into different sections and this is the world of tomorrow there's a world tomorrowland of t- tomorrowland yeah there's a tomorrowland in euro disney but it's not based on like space travel like in within our our real like uh, it's not realistic it's more scientific Fiction based on fiction, no like way. proper proper fiction. <laughs> well, no, like proper fiction, like Jules Verne. All right, okay, so like stuff.
1: stories that have been written already. Yeah, yeah.
0: and so it's not twenty thousand leagues under the sea. What's the Jules Verne book about going to space? Um,
1: Odyssey. Oh,
0: no, it's about visiting the moon. It's about oh, Hollow thirteen. No, no, no. It's a Jules Verne book, so it was written in like the eighteen hundreds, nineteen turn of the century, and the whole concept behind it's very steampunk apparently disney had this whole idea around redesigning um euro disney's uh space mountain around this steampunk element from the earth to the moon from the earth to the moon that's what it is and um they have this huge cannon on the side of space mountain in paris that looks completely different and he actually and it looks huge like the space mountains you you and i have ridden the space mountain in, in disney world yeah, great great but small and pretty yeah. pretty standard and you sit I couldn't stop
1: laughing last time we were on. I don't know why. <laughs> we,
0: we you sit in tandem to each other, so one behind yeah. the other. You don't sit by side by side. Yeah. This one in Paris is a full-on roller coaster. It inverts. It goes upside I down. I think I remember that. Loop. Yeah. But they, when it originally opened, it had this huge storytelling like element to it. You know, when you queue in, queue for rides at Disney World, they make the they queuing do that really well. experience like they're telling a story from start to finish. So the queuing doesn't seem so long. And the story is from the Arch of the Moon, and you're going oh, to visit cool. the Moon through the Jules book. which makes sense because he was French, right? Jules Vermeus French. Yeah. Yes. Um, so you do that, and apparently when you get on the roller coaster, and it's a full-on roller coaster, there's a light show on it, and you at the end... I don't remember At this. the end, well, that's well, it. Unless they've well, unless they changed No, it that's it. They changed it. They, they, apparently, ticket sales at Euro Disney were so flat, once they introduced Space Mountain, it skyrocketed, and everyone loved it, and it was the best thing about Euro Disney. But it wasn't quite... Like, as on-brand with Disney as Disney execs wanted it to be. It was super French, super <laughs> Euro Disney... And they rebranded it, I think, in the late 90s to Space Mountain Mission 2. And they yeah. took down all the all the videos that you that play while you're uh, on the ride. And they changed the story completely. It wasn't about visiting the moon anymore. And it kind of lost a lot of its soul. And I think they're now turning it into a Gardens of the Galaxy ride. Uh, Is it Gardens of the Galaxy? I mean, they changed. or a, I think it's a Marvel ride. They
1: changed um, crap they've changed the tower of terror in hollywood to uh guardians of the galaxy mm. i don't think they've done that with florida yet
0: either way like watching it what was it that video was 20 minutes long these little doc these mini documentaries he does defunct land this, this page is called really cool and steph would love some of the stuff he goes into disney he's got loads of videos i'm looking up like disney the war for disney's america the history of the nickelodeon hotel Some cool, yeah. There's some cool videos here. The history of Disney's worst attraction, which is I don't know, not much. The history of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea ride. I know that. Do you? Yeah, apparently,
1: there's still, I think it's like it's in Orlando, it's one of Ariel's rides, it's what it is now, like under the sea ride or whatever. But apparently, in this ride or in the water you go, you don't actually go underneath the water to actually see what's inside the lake. Sure. They have kept the Thousand Leagues Under the Sea submarine in the lake in homage homage is, to. Is this in Paris? Uh no, it's Florida. It's oh, right. Orlando. Yeah, because the one in Paris
0: also has this weird. And they're Tomorrowland. They've got a lake that has the Nautilus in it, which is the um yeah. submarine from For Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Um. Yeah, so really cool channel. If you want to yeah, disappear in twenty out. minutes, I'm like to... the rabbit hole of YouTube. I like Steph to watch it as well. I think she'd really appreciate a lot of these. Um, I want to shout a couple more channels that I kind of invested. Uh, so kind of what got me into YouTube in the first place was like I remember being at home during maybe first year <laughs> university and everyone talking about Have you seen Epic Meal Time? Oh yeah, good times. <laughs>
1: Epic Meal Time <laughs> was this. I don't watch them anymore.
0: Lightning in the bottle type concepts. Mm. Well, they used to just make massive lasagnas out of cheeseburgers. And bacon. And bacon. Brilliant idea. I've, yeah, watched less and less of it recently. Um, I think some of the guys that made their way on it are now doing independent stuff. But Harley still, I think he Twitch streams and YouTube games and stuff. He oh, really? runs his own, like, vlog now as well. He's also jacked. Really? Like, yeah, he used to eat, like, a He was pig. a big, fat man. Yeah, he's yeah. now jacked. He's a kind of funny best friend as well. He was that kind of yeah, funny live. Yeah, yeah. And I remember, like, Nick Scarpino was mentioning him in a story, I can't remember what it was in a Game, uh, game of the Reggae show about how Harley is just jacked now. Wow, massive! I need to check that out. And he's super Canadian. He just apologizes for being so oh, jacked yeah. all the time. It's like Harley, you're so jacked. Oh, sorry, bro. Sorry, <laughs> bro. So polite. I do you remember watch? Do you still watch those?
1: Epic Meal time? Yeah. No, I I think I I go in I go into a a random episode every so often because I'll be sitting in bed really bored, not tired or whatever. And you'd be like, oh, I wonder what epic meal time we're doing right now. Their videos are really short now. They're they're not quite as long and epic and uh stupid hmm. in a better word. But yeah, I mean, nah, it's not really a thing I'm into anymore.
0: Just going through my subscriptions just now to see what kinda of pops when I do watch YouTube of what I look for. Um another big one so again I mentioned most of what I watch on YouTube is a lot of like film analysis film like recommendations. Yeah. There's a really good if you want to watch really good like essays like film essays on no. certain movies Oh, the really <laughs> picks apart there's like to the extreme detail there's a uh channel called Lessons from the Screenplay. I and think with
1: with channels like that for me personally it would be only be I'd only want to watch it if it was a movie that I was interested in. Right, okay. so i don't think i would go back and watch every video that they would
0: make well this guy lessons from the screenplay does some really really good videos i've watched one on a quiet place no country for old men he's done one called mission impossible called executing the perfect heist about what it makes the right that the perfect heist his detail is brilliant um and we've seen whiplash yes he does one on whiplash and
1: uh, as a drummer i just want to say a very inaccurate representation of how you should practice drums. (laughs) Did you not like Whiplash? No, I hated it. Really? Yeah.
0: I thought it was a brilliant film.
1: Good film. Took me completely out of the film when, A, you weren't hearing what he was playing.
0: Did you? I thought... They had overdubbed the wrong... Really? Yeah. I didn't think so. I thought... He'd
1: be playing something and he'd go around and you'd be like, he didn't just hit that. He hit something else. Oh, well, you would know. You are a drummer. And also, having gone through uni and being taught to learn your rudiments and start slow and build your way up to the tempo that you're meant to practice this piece of music at. Yeah. Whereas in this movie he's just told play it at full speed until your hands bleed and then shove your hands into an ice bucket. Yes. Yeah, Maybe cool. it's different in no, America, I mean that, but I over think... here it was take your time, practice makes perfect, instruments require so much patience.
0: I think in the movie it's it's different. Um JK Simmons character is supposed to be He's intense. Well he's intense but he's supposed to be trying to be trying to instill on the main Miles Teller's character. If you're committed to something, this is all you do. And you need to sacrifice everything to become the best. And that's what, I mean, the pain and the gain he makes throughout the film is supposed to represent also the sacrifices he's making in his personal life to his body. That's like, he goes through an entire car crash yep. and then runs to a show that's supposed to represent his dedication to his craft. Good film. Yeah. Hiring to watch. And the soundtrack's brilliant. Yeah. Really got into jazz for a while. <laughs> uh, i trying to think of what else I watch on YouTube. Um, I follow the kind of funny guys. Obviously, they've got a lot of shows up there, and a kind of like sideshow's hop, flip, and a jump. Yeah, that's Jared Pace. Yeah, thing. have you watched this stuff? No. Uh, he does well. He's got more Red Dead Radio up there, but yeah. um, he did one on the Mario game when it came out. Um, Odyssey. Odyssey. That was really nice. Like he does more kind of like. He's very enthusiastic, man. Yeah, he's nostalgic. He's very kind of well spoken. So excitable. Softly spoken. Uh, he knows his stuff. Got like a good radio pick. voice. He just, he just sounds like a lovely guy. Yeah, you'd like to have dinner with one night and just ask him, you know, what, what very, do you really think? Very small nipples, apparently. Yeah, yeah, apparently. Um, that kind of rounds off a lot of the stuff I watch on YouTube. Are there any channels you kind of?
1: So you use YouTube more as an entertainment type device?
0: Yeah, I use it a bit of as, a, as an escapism. Like I'm, I'm not a filmmaker yeah. in any way. Stuff I would, I mean, I've made the odd film for work. Yeah. But I wouldn't say I go out of my way to do stuff on my own. I understand the appeal to it, especially when you look at people like Casey Neistat putting out videos as co- yeah. as high quality as he has. But um, and I understand the appeal, like why you'd make that your lifestyle. If you can make money off YouTube and be your own boss, why the hell not do that? That's a great lifestyle. You just need to be very self-driven and dedicated and know what your product is. It needs to be different. Yeah, like You, know, you can't just go out there and make a Casey Neistat video like he does. That's his video. Like, he owns that concept now. Go off and do your own thing. It's having your own voice. And that very much, we're saying that, I'm saying that from this point of view, that we're doing a podcast and there must be loads of variations of the kind of podcast we're doing right now. But yeah, you need to kind of have your own independent voice when you're going out there and doing it. And I think with the podcast- You can't try to be someone else. No, and I think we'll find our own way with our podcast as we do it. And it's a work in progress, just as I think anyone- Else is putting their YouTube uh, content out. But.
1: Yeah, is there um my my approach to YouTube is slightly different. I do have entertainment channels that I go to every so often, like Mister Sunday Movies. The Weekly Planet has their own one as well. Super Carlin Brothers. What's that? I think you'll really enjoy. It's two brothers. I can't remember where they're from in America, but they they started their channel because I think one of the brothers went away to uni and they've always been really into disney or pixar or whatever yeah and they would come up with a theory or a news topic of a pixar movie or disney movie and he'd make a youtube channel and talk to his brother with no back and forth just him with all these visuals and stuff it were very very well made mm. and the week after his brother would do a. Uh, reaction and he'd go well well i've just found this and this is how i feel about your video and you know it would all be about so for example it would be hi jamie today we're going to talk about where like why ron is actually the main character in harry potter all right you know that's i made that up but you know yeah yeah, and they'd go through all the theories in the books and the movies and find a reason why Mm -hmm. jk rowling has actually tweeted them and poo-pooed some of some of their conspiracies like that Uh, and they've they've become quite big now their channel now has 1,789,000 subscribers Uh, i started following them when we were living in glasgow Mm -hmm. and they're so well known for their so for example their last uh their last video was How strong is Thanos without the Infinity Gauntlet? And I think it's still pretty strong. And then they go into that, you know, sort of theory. I like that. I like A lot that. of theories. I think you'll really enjoy it.
0: That's the kind of stuff I'm really into. Like I'll use Wisecrack as an example. Um they're those guys I've really gotten into recently because they they pick apart movies and, and T V shows in micro micro detail. Like they go into proper like what is the philosophy of uh, like so civ- they did civil war, they brought down civil war, like the philosophy behind the decisions they made between Captain America and Iron Man and about how that is a very good conflict to to, to create that that's a real life conflict something yeah. that would that would exist in real day. They've also made really good videos about um uh, it's always sunny like right now in our in this living room all was sunny we're Philadelphia watching is season currently six. currently streaming behind us Mac and Charlie were just stuck in a swimming pool. Um, they Quite have trash they did a video about a year ago called it's Was sunny in philadelphia the perfect anti-sitcom question mark mm. so like how it's it's kind of the sitcom but it's not it's like it's it's pokes fun at the trope on the whole like it pokes fun at life on the whole because they're a bunch of narcissists the and worst people ever. yeah they're the worst people ever one of my favorite shows though if not it's so for me it's overtaken friends Oh 100%. I still think Friends is great. What I watched mean, a lot of Friends I've yesterday. Taking all Friends. Friends was very much lighting the bottle for the the early 90s. This is exactly what it's 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 today's humor. It's dark, it's gritty. I Friends is just a bit too covered in candy floss and apparently misogynistic according to everyone. Well, yeah, that. when you when you rewatch it you're
1: like that's so oh, oh, you probably, so probably couldn't hold up. probably couldn't joke about that nowadays. <laughs> uh but yeah, so Oh, oh en- entertainment-wise, that's kind of what I watch. Hmm. There's a lot of a lot of supercarlin stuff, Mr. Sunny movies. But I most recently have been using YouTube as a as a learning tool. So I follow the likes of Peter McKinnon, mm-hmm. Chris Howe, Casey Neistat, Jonathan Morrison, uh, Lizzie Lizzie Pierce, Dan Mace. They're all photographers or tech geniuses, or filmmakers. All right, okay. And they make tutorial videos. They do how to, basically how to set up anything that I'm looking to do. So, for example, right. I shot a promo video for Perth College over the weekend. Uh, no, that's a lie, on Thursday. Right. And, yes, I know how a camera works, and I know how audio works because of my degree. What was your degree in? Music. Well done. Thank for, you. For those that don't know, the five listeners we have. Yes. I have a degree in music, so I know how. This is why our podcast sounds so great. <laughs> we need to I do something how... about that
0: intro, by the way. I'm not you don't like the intro. intro. The in- so the in- it's creepy as hell.
1: As a as a slight segue, our intro was created by myself and my two flatmates, Fraser and Stuart. We recorded that in second
0: year using just our mouths. I would like for this episode, episode two. To not have that intro. We'll see. <laughs> I let you go to town on that with the first one, yeah. and flat out scared me when I listened to our I, podcast. But I, I, I proposed.
1: Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I proposed to cam to create a jingle for us because in the flat we just love we make up songs for everything. It's fine. Yeah. We Would made you, a pizza song the other day. Oh, just,
0: well, keep the microphones so. rolling all the time <laughs> and and catch something. Yeah. he's not in today? so oh. I'd like. Uh, but yeah. So back to
1: back to YouTube. Um, I was doing this interview slash promo video for Perth College which the promo stuff mostly b-roll which I've learned a lot from Peter McKinnon and Chris Howe and those guys they're all Canadian based filmmakers lovely lovely men and what I didn't quite know how to do although I've watched a lot is interview people Mm. I've obviously watched a lot of documentaries so I know how interviewers look but to create that look you need to sort of Do some research. So that's what I use YouTube for, is when I accept a job, and then and then learn how to do it. So I use I I use YouTube and found out proper ways to light someone, to light in front and behind them. Yeah. How to set up the microphone so that they're not too far away, not too far away, not too close to the microphone. Uh. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I and I learn a lot more, and I learn a lot faster with visual aids rather than sure. reading.
0: I, I completely agree. I mean, I, I use YouTube for, for similar things. For example, part of my job right now is I, I use the Adobe Suite every day to create documents of work. Um, but that has elements of InDesign, Photoshop, and Illustrator as well. And when there's something I don't know what to do, because I'm not professionally trained in those 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 skills. It's YouTube that I turn to for a skill. If I need to do something in Photoshop today, I'll quickly watch a 10 minute video and it's done like that's how I created a lot of our thumbnails and uh, it's still how I do stuff for work and I'm lucky that work gave me the liberty to do that but my work never had the adobe suite until I suggested and a colleague of mine suggested maybe this is what we should be investing in if we want to create our own materials and we basically now have an in like an in-house marketing department which they save thousands of pounds on a year but they give us the liberty to use youtube as a learning tool if I don't know how to do something in the adobe suite which is brilliant. Um, I actually, was on it on the train all the, way, all the way over here when I was needing to know how to create text in a circle. You know, something wow. as, something <laughs> as simple as that. But um, that was a YouTube video, and I just got the yeah. YouTube like how to do that. And there's so much on there. I know people that learn music through YouTube, like learn how to play the piano, um, on guides like that, and they don't have to pay for lessons. I think it's there, a great tool. There's so it's much a great website. There's so much on YouTube if you are if you just look for it if you want to know something just look for it um and i use it now more and more every day what i don't really invest in is their youtube red yeah the subscriber thing the subscriber that's
1: more of like i guess steph's generation how they've been following certain youtubers who have vlogged and have little channel things and they've like
0: so they get money off it like their patreon so is that what is that the idea
1: i'm not quite sure they have like a it's funded, it's like a show that's been funded by YouTube rather than yourself. So there's it's a lot higher quality. Does it not quality. cost more
0: than a Netflix account?
1: I couldn't tell you. But, so the guys that I used, I used to watch, they've got a podcast as well called uh, Good Mythical Morning. And I used to love them, they were great, but they've kind of changed their structure. And instead of one video, they bring out five mini videos a day, which I'm not a fan of. And they've got a podcast called Ear Biscuits which i really like the name of ear biscuits yeah interesting biscuits for your ears (laughs) but uh yeah so they they've they they've created a almost like a tv show but through youtube red that's been funded i'm assuming by youtube called uh the buddy system and it's basically a comedy of these two they get into situations and it's almost kind of Mighty Bush, Flight of the Concords esque, where okay. there's always a song involved in each episode.
0: I mean, I get, I get the 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 purpose behind a streaming service that that you pay for, because you can kind of pick and yeah. choose what content you want. What I'm worried about is the market is now going to become oversaturated with people paying for subscriptions. Like right now, I max out at an Amazon account and a Netflix account, and that's probably as much as I'd like to pay for streaming services. I have those two as well. But Disney are looking are now looking for uh payment for a streaming service they're releasing next year Um, what comes after that like the sky does does that mean that every disney thing is
1: off everything so
0: anything anything disney you can find on netflix right now they've got a bunch of um uh movies on there and whatever that's all getting pulled and then put on a disney streaming service so that's why netflix has invested so much in their original content and some of it is really good some of it's dog shit but sometimes Netflix really hit the nail on the head with the original content. Um, HBO is another one, but we get that on Sky. Um, and again, I mean, we get Sky for free because we use our parents' Skygo account. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. But um, how much are, we ex- are they expecting us to pay month on month for whatever service? If you want all of these services, are we going to be paying 50 to 60 quid a month on that on top of whatever we pay on rent? Yeah. Our phones, our cars, tax? it's like, a shame but it is the future now you know I get it but I mean it's difficult I, I, I mean I'm 100 support systems like this because I'm do I hell want to pay for a TV license to watch nothing but BBC yeah. when I can pay 5 pound 99 a month to watch of, what you want to watch or whatever it is yeah. to watch Netflix and as sometimes I, I, I used to go, there used to be there used to be a phase in Netflix where you'd scroll through it and you think I've watched everything there's nothing on here blah 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 that's becoming less and less likely like I'm now going on to Netflix almost once every night or so with Hannah and we're finding something new to watch.
1: That's quite good. Yeah. I still struggle with it. I I rotate through Sunny or Friends. I
0: think, what, yeah, I mean, I put stuff like that on the background too, yeah. spe- especially It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and there was that weird blip where they took it off Netflix. Yeah, it was, it was awful. It was but a bad time. I think having Hannah with me as well most nights, she brings a different perspective so sometimes there's things I want to watch and sometimes she, there's things she wants to watch so you need to meet you in the middle somewhere so we actually are forced to having to watch different things which is good and i usually switch it off and turn my whatever i want on afterwards because she falls asleep 10 minutes into everything but i mean yeah i'll support this being a, a future subscription system because i don't want to watch saying that the bbc just released bodyguard did you watch bodyguard no cam did oh man apparently it's super intense good
1: it's good let's see if it's still
0: an iPlayer. rob stark is the main character except he's scottish yeah, and not a Geordie, or a Scouser. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> but yeah. no, I, I'm behind YouTube. I love YouTube. Um, If you can crack YouTube to make a a lifestyle out of it and a job it's out great. of it, it's great. But I think it, it's starting to get really oversaturated with the same sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, so I that. personally think...
1: <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know if it's because I don't watch them anymore, but I think vlogs, an exception to Casey Neistat, are kind of dead, because yeah, the whole vlog, the whole vlog the thing had their yeah,
0: they were a flash in the pan fad, yeah. and I remember watching I probably Casey Neistat video where he was, um, picking apart the tropes that goes into making a vlog and yeah. um he the actual work that goes, the on work that goes it. into yeah. it and what you need to do and how much of an idiot you look to go in to walk into a door put your camera there walk back out of a door yeah. and then walk in and then take it thing. back yeah but the, he he said that's necessary to keep the illusion alive because yeah. original vloggers didn't have that level of detail like it used to be them using a little kind of digital camera or even their phone sometimes with just talking about their day. just talking about yeah. the day having kind of unprofessional angles not really having a story arc his thing is to have a beginning, middle, and end. It's like a mini movie. yeah, Which makes complete sense. And he's kind of cracked the system. But since he's cracked the system, people now look to look for more and more creative ways to make movies. Yeah. Uh, your guy, Dan Mace. He, he he's can, incredible. Yeah, he seems to do little very kind of emotional movies that have like big emotional messages around them. He's a deep guy. Yeah. And that's his thing. Yeah. Um, I think he takes a lot of kind of He doesn't drugs. he He does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think Casey's new step is this 368 uh, institution where it's a creative space for creative people where you can bounce off each other. I think that's quite cool. Whereas Peter McKinnon,
1: who I recommend you should try and get into, uh, apart from tutorials, he does do vlogs, but he also does. He is a he is a filmmaker. He is a videographer or filmmaker, whatever you want to say it. He is a hundred percent my inspiration right now for my photography style the way I film things, and also just positivity in life. He's just a happy-go-lucky Canadian guy.
0: Your snaps have been looking much better recently. You got a new lens recently, I didn't you? I bought a
1: new lens, which got recalled, and I think the one that they gave me is worse than the one that they recalled. Oh, really? Yeah, so I'm going to have to go in tomorrow and
0: ask Shake why. Shake yeah. Okay, fine. Um, I was actually away up... I was up in the north of Scotland two weeks ago for a friend's birthday, and his sister had a Canon D70 i think 70d 70d yeah sorry and she had good a good camera yeah what casey nice used to use what's that and it had a five millimeter 50 mil 50, 50 mil, 50, mil 50. 50 and i was playing about with it while i was up there and oh my god it's it's a good camera fixed focal length you can't zoom yeah fixed it, yeah. focal it was beautiful uh, you can't you, you've got to frame it you can't really frame it you've got to wait for the right you need to write, have the right picture yeah involved you have to move and so yeah. cool so cool and crisp I can absolutely see why you'd invest in a camera like that. I'd love to invest. And in it's a camera why like
1: lenses that. are as expensive as a cheap camera.
0: Well, dad's always been into it. Dad's always been into his photography. Yeah, and granddad. Yeah, and granddad. And it's something I, I wish because
1: I got into photography when I was maybe sixteen. I wish I'd stuck at it because I'd be so much better.
0: To be honest, this is a whole other topic that we should maybe yeah. save for another day, because um, there's stories that go along with that, like how we grew up with cameras and what dad's done with cameras how our house used to look because it used to be littered in photographs. Yeah. Um. So maybe keep that for another day. Yeah, okay. When it comes to YouTube, though, anything else you think we might have missed? Um, Like how you use it day on day, what's going on up there, what channels you watch? I think I'm covered. I think,
1: yeah. I mean, I've started to, I've started to go down the sort of fitness angle of YouTube as well. Do you use it for fitness movies? Does Steph uses it for fitness movies. Steph uses, I think Steph uses it for like hit classes and stuff.
0: What was your um, uh, fitness video you were addicted to for a while? Insanity. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: No, I don't think that. I think I found it on YouTube, but it wasn't YouTube based. Oh, All really? right, like it was just an advert. But yeah, Sean T, I w- I hope he's doing well. <laughs> what was Insanity? Insanity was a forty-five minute hit workout, basically plyometric hit workout, <laughs> that was literally just focused on cardio, no weight training, and I lost so much body fat. Yeah, and, I remember
0: you did a before and after shot. Yeah, and it really worked for you.
1: It worked, but it also I was just really skinny though. Did it not? Also, I had no muscle mass.
0: Yeah, they're not also relying on your diet most. Now mostly.
1: I'm a muscle bound freak.
0: Was it not mostly your diet though? Like you just stopped eating crap. Yeah,
1: I think that was another reason why I looked so skinny though. Is because I did insanity when I was at uni, and I was poor, and all I really ate was. A protein shake and some beans on toast
0: see i'd love to have that lifestyle i mean i just hand and a went giant to work. pizza and a huge bag of malteser button must um uh, but malteser button things yeah and it was so good
1: but i'm yeah i mean <laughs> this is another subject that we can talk about later but i i'm more into my nutrition and what i eat now so having a pepsi max and some starbursts i know that i need
0: that rather than Pepsi Max is a poor choice. Uh, rather than... It's not a poor choice. A pure we can choice. have this debate later on. <laughs> uh, I think one of the topics we need to have is favorite... Pepsi or Coke. No, not Pepsi and Coke, but fizzy drinks. Fizzy juice. Because that is Which I apparently
1: thought... no one else
0: other than Scotland says juice. Fizzy juice. Fizzy juice. What, what do other people call it? Pop. Ah. Or soda. That's not right. I can get behind soda a little bit because we're... Or just fizzy, the world, well the fizzy, world fizzy drinks. More and more American. Because people pop. say people say that juice
1: is... Like orange juice, apple juice, something from a fruit.
0: It's fizzy though, fizzy juice. Yeah, right, yeah. But it makes sense to me. Yeah. No, I mean, that <laughs> we should keep that for another topic as well because yeah. I love telling people, just to give a, a snippet of whenever we do that topic, I love telling people, oh yeah, our parents let us have lemonade for breakfast and up until we realized when we had friends and we bring them around for sleepovers, that shouldn't be done. No, no, no. So yeah, let's keep that for another time. Uh, YouTube, other than that, Used to be the odd song, but I've got an Apple Music subscription now. Yeah. Which I kind of regret, I think. It's got a family subscription. Yeah, I think Spotify's better. Do you? Yeah. See, Cam uses Spotify and I use Apple Music. Yeah, I think Spotify's better. Fair enough. Um, other than that, anything else you want to touch on? No, I think that'll do it. I think that's then. Awesome. Want to go into what you've been up to recently? What you've been, yeah. you've
1: been watching? For what have you been doing watching recommendations? We still need a title for this segment. Anyway, yeah. So I personally... I started watching, I found out that season two is coming to Netflix, uh, so I've started re-watching Big Mouth on Netflix, which no, if you it. haven't watched it, no, watched it, do it. it it's about? incredible. What's it's an animation, so it might put you off. I uh, no. have uh, I like animated stuff. It's an animation written by Nick Kroll, okay. who is the Jewish comedian that hangs around with Seth Rogen and all those guys. He's got glasses, he's got a big mouth, yeah, big you, lips. I know what you mean he's a really annoying character mostly in most things so he's written this and he stars as the main character mm-hmm. it is about two 13 year old boys who go through puberty at different rates and one of them what his so nick crawl who plays harrowing. the main nick crawl who plays puberty. the main character hasn't hit puberty yet but his best mate has yeah and his best mate has found out that once you hit puberty you start seeing the hormone monster who every time you get horny he comes in and he's that voice in your head that goes let's check off he's like we're in school i can't do this <laughs> the first scene will grip you immediately i've got cam into it the uh, first scene is I'll, I'll pitch this to you the first scene of this program is sex ed class in high school. Oh. And the teacher is talking about how the egg travels down the fallopian tube. Oh,
0: God damn it. <laughs>
1: and, and then this kid's desk starts shaking. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, not anymore. And not again. And this monster pops out. And he goes, did someone say fallopian? <laughs> Such a savory word. Oh, God. And he's like, we're in school. You can't be here. And he's like, well, if I'm here, then how come, if I can't be here, then... How am I sending s- blood to your sweet penis right now? <laughs> oh, my God. It is. Right, okay. It is, it, it's, it's amazing. Okay,
0: well, yeah, maybe. So,
1: season two has been announced, and I can't wait, so I'm, watching, I'm re-watching
0: season one. Okay, well, if I've got free time and Hannah's not in the house, I might watch it. <laughs> it's so funny. So uh, much funny that I, yeah. You been watching anything else?
1: No, but what I will recommend is that I've refound. Uh, a musical recommendation of a band called atmosphere and i think Mm -hmm. everyone should get into them i think they're two white hip-hop males from philadelphia who
0: rap about stuff and i recommend you go and look them up because it's real good uh i've been listening to a sam clown channel called blue wednesday and he does a lot of um kind of jazzy Jazzy hip hop stuff. Oh, okay. Casey Neistat uses it in his videos. Oh, this this is okay. very much a YouTube centric kind of um episode. And a, like a dude. Yeah, it's cool. Like atmospheric backgroundy hip hop stuff. And if you're kind of if you need to have your headphones and you need to get work done, there's really kind of ambient background music. Okay. So I mean, listen to a lot of that. When you run out of podcasts to listen to. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a series of podcasts yeah. to listen to. I mean, I listen to uh, a podcast from Wisecrack, that channel I was talking about earlier, called Show Me the Meaning, which is their weekly um, movie podcast. Got some really good like, good critics on it. There's a guy called, he's based in Australia, but he's American. He, he's a philosopher. He's got a great, great way around him. like Very good interpretation of, of movies, of, but culture in general. Um, so that's a good podcast to listen to if you've got time along with uh, the collection of uh, the Kind of Funny podcasts. Mm. And do you listen to Colin Moriarty stuff, the guy from Kind of no, Funny? No, still, still don't. Yeah, he's got some good podcasts too. His Knockback series is really good. Um, very much reminiscent of what we're going for as well. Him and his brother sit and hashed, like, a yeah, one you've subject this before. Their, their thing this week was The Lord of the Rings, but specifically the books. Um, And yeah, that's really good. So that comes out every Thursday morning, I think, Just in not to go go to work. Um, I want to get into audiobooks. I downloaded an audio week this week. Um, do Android's Renamo Electric Sheep, which is Blade Runner. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I've got that to listen to, but not started it yet. And what did I watch this week? Obviously, American Vandal. <laughs> well, Hannah was sleeping. So good. And I'm in the middle of Maniac. You've not finished it yet? No, I've finished American oh, Vandal. I've right, okay. not finished Maniac, um, which is creepy and cool and weird and... Or maybe give it a bit of go, but it's one of those shows that I'd love to binge it, but I can't binge it. I it's need long. To, I need, need to have a break. It's very episode one was like an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, but something. there's one episode that's only like twenty minutes long, oh. and there's one that's forty minutes. Yeah, it's Netflix. They can pick and choose whenever what, what length each episode can be. They have that liberty, but don't know if I like that. It's the kind of thing you need to take a break from. I think I can't sit down and watch it all in one one go. Mm. Um so yeah, that's what I've been watching. Nothing else really. Um, I'm gonna go home play God of War tonight because Hannah's going out.
1: Yeah, hurry up. I will. You're so close, yet so far from the end.
0: This has been a a nice tight net episode, I think. Yeah, It's been a quick one. Did you enjoy it? I did. Yeah. I put I put YouTube for you. Thank you. I felt like my last topic was quite that. selfish and was more of a rant. More of a you just needed to vent. Such a bad movie, though, The Last Jedi. <laughs> no,
1: yeah, that's not going to that. So bad. <laughs> if you want to know, if you're new to this podcast and want to know Jamie's views on The Last Jedi, jump over to the previous episode where he goes on prob probably an hour's rant <laughs> about everything that's wrong um,
0: i apologize on behalf of our pilot podcast and the five people that listen to it but they obviously viewed it tuned in for yeah thanks that topic specifically I'm so
1: glad we were there for your morning
0: commute on monday
1: if you, or whenever you listen to it
0: oh and the last week i also bought a wee sweet levi's denim jacket so i've seen this yeah i'm gonna be You're all about, about the levi's that. denim put that back on later. That, that's cool anyway nice shall we do the ending
1: Sure. Nice. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. You can catch us. Now that us... we know that people listen, thank you
0: so much. <laughs> we have a we have a uh, a Twitter handle on behalf of the um the podcast called at kiddulthood. Yep. That's um, K-I-D-D-U-L-T-H-O-O-D. K-I-D-D-U-L-T-H-O-O-D. You can get us on our individual channels and um um social media, whatever's yep. profiles. I'm on Instagram at, at Jamie underscore the underscore Kid. Yep. I am at at rory kid spell r-u-a-r-i-g-h-k-a-w-d yeah i don't really use my twitter profile but we'll start using the the podcast one more my twitter
1: profile is exactly the same as my instagram and jamie's twitter is at poncho jock yeah p-o-n-c-h-o-j-o-c-k correct
0: cool right uh we'll tune back in next week hopefully we'll have a third chair i'm currently working on that possibly and working on a 3rd That'll be fun. Uh, a little guest speaker. It'll be fun for me. I think you might I'll, struggle. <laughs> it'll be fun for you. I might struggle. I might struggle to keep him in check and keep him from uh, really bullying me.
1: Oh, I hope this happens.
0: Okay. Well, we'll see you next week. will be good. Until then, goodbye. Bye-bye.